Good morning. Before I go any further, the, we had a we had an editorial uh, problem. <laughs> Going to beat the administrative assistant. <laughs> but the uh, the flowers are put in in honor of Melody and Mark Owens' first wedding anniversary. I married those young that young family, uh, young folks, and that's who the flowers are here for. But that's not in your bulletin. Okay, I want you to know that. Now, as I welcome you, let me give you a couple of announcements. First, the pumpkin patch. Our pumpkins are set to arrive around 3 p.m. Wednesday, October the 1st. If you're able to come out and help us unload, we'd greatly appreciate it. See Katie or Paige with questions or more information. And also, we would like some support in selling the, the pumpkins. So if you would be willing to volunteer for a couple of hours, there's sign-up sheets uh, located in the Family Life Center, or you can see, I'm sure, Katie or Paige. Now, we want you, if you plan on eating pumpkins, uh, decorating pumpkins, pumpkins, or smashing pumpkins, we want you to um, uh, make sure you come get the pumpkins from us, okay? All right. Rachel, is Rachel here? Okay, I guess she's only going to make that announcement at 9 o'clock. All right. Next Sunday is, is our designated laity Sunday. And we will uh, have uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Bob McQuaid, who attends 9 o'clock service, will be here at the 11 o'clock service. His wife, Bobby, who is a certified lay speaker, will be carrying uh, the 9 o'clock service. I will be in North Carolina uh, conducting a homecoming at where uh, I was married 35 years ago. And we're looking forward to that. But that's, that's next Sunday. Also, I want you to be flexible today when it comes to the sermon. You, depending on how long things go today, there might not even be a sermon. Okay, now if there's not a sermon, um, you can always go to the webpage and see the 9 o'clock sermon, which is uh, put up on the webpage. And there's a couple people on the way out said it was a good sermon, so you may want to go see it, okay? Today we do honor Ann Mayfield, her many, many years of service to our church, and we thank all of you for being present here for this, and um, we just, we can never say enough kind words to, to or for Ann, and we're just thankful that um, we were able to take this day and to celebrate her witness to Christ through the organ and music. All right, let us begin our worship together.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together. Give us, O Lord our God, understanding to know you, diligence to seek you, wisdom to find you, and a faithfulness that may finally embrace you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. us join together in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
please be seated. Let our children come forward for the children's time. Everybody feel good today? Good. Do you know what a talent is? You know what a talent is? Tell me. It's something that you're good at. Something that you're good at. That's exactly right. And another way of saying that is it is a gift from God. Exactly right. Some people are good in sports. Some people are good in art. They can draw a beautiful picture. Some people in this church can take a piece of cloth and make beautiful curtains and bedspreads. Others can take a piece of wood and make what looks like a house or a building that we've seen downtown or in around Greer plenty of times. There's a scripture in the Bible and it's taken from Philippians and it says, speak to one another with singing and hymns and spiritual songs sing and make music in your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ now to me one of the greatest gifts that God gives us is a gift of music I love all kinds of music do you what's your favorite kind Normal music. Hip-hop. Hip-hop music. Music. Just music. Yeah, I like all kinds of music, too. There was a man over 200 years ago. Now, listen to this name. See if you've ever heard it. By the name of Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh-huh. I think somebody's heard that, right, Sarah? And this man could write beautiful music. And as he wrote the music, he would play it on his piano, and people who would walk by his house would hear this music, and they thought, that is just beautiful. Why don't you play it at church sometimes? Why don't you play it for this meeting? So he thought, okay, God has given me the talent to write this music and to play it, so I will, I'll share it with these people. And he did, and he wrote lots and lots of songs. Now, he could have just taken those songs that he had written, and he could have just shoved them into a drawer. Nobody would have ever heard it except he himself. That wouldn't be so good, would it? He didn't have to share it with people, but Mr. Bach knew that God had given him the talent of music. And when God gives us the talent, the Bible says we are to share it, and we always do it to the glory of God. And that is what he did. At the bottom of every piece of music he wrote, he put these three letters. Say them with me. S-D-G. Do you know what that stands for? No, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> three words, soli deo gloria. And when we translate that into English, it means to the glory of God. And that is how Mr. Bach dedicated his life. If you ever take piano lessons, you're going to play some of Mr. Bach's music somewhere along the way. Right, Sarah? You're going to hear that name. Right, Miss Jessica? Uh, right, Miss Ann? And everybody up here probably? We're going to play some Bach music along the way. She knows how to play, and I bet she's going to be playing some Bach music one day, too. There is a lady in our church, and we are honoring this lady today, and she dedicates her music to the glory of God. She did, and she's doing just like Mr. Bach, and you all are turning around and looking. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Who am I talking about? Miss Ann, exactly right. Miss Ann, for 24 years, has shared her beautiful talent of music 
with us at Memorial Methodist. And you don't always see Miss Ann because she's kind of hidden back there playing the organ. But you know she's here. As soon as that organ music starts, it makes us feel better. She plays all these beautiful hymns. You know, she plays the organ. She plays the piano. She plays the bells. We don't know what else, what other musical instruments she may play. But she's very, very talented. And God has truly blessed her very richly. And she has dedicated her life to giving back, to share her music with others and to give to the glory of God. Now, I know that I want to say thank you, Miss Ann. I know that you want to say thank you, Miss Ann. I think everybody in this congregation today would like to say thank you, Miss Ann, don't you? So when I hold up my hand, I want you to turn around. I want you to look where Miss Ann sits and let's say thank you, Miss Ann. Are we ready? Everybody. Thank, thank you, you Miss Ann. <laughs> Very good. That's her way of saying thank you. Now, when, after we have our prayer, I'm going to give each one of you a little from Sesame Street. It's a little sing-along, read-along book. I'll give you a piece of candy, too. But it's a sing-along, read-along. And um, I hope you will enjoy it. Right inside the book is a CD. And I hope you will enjoy it. And when you listen to this and read this, I want you to think about what we've said today. Whatever your talent is, don't just keep it to yourself. Share it with others. Do the best that you can with it. Always do it to the glory of God. And think about Miss Ann, how she has spent her life sharing with all of us her beautiful music. Will you do that? Let's bow your heads and repeat after me, please. Dear God, thank you for blessing all of us with different talents May we always share them and share them to the glory of God just like Ms. Ann. Amen.
Could you show us one more of your very fast transitions and come by, come up here and join me, please? <laughs> she does this all the time. We use it. She does it so quietly. We usually don't notice. Stand there, dear. In appreciation, the resolution of the Administrative Board of Memorial United Methodist Church of Greer, South Carolina, passed by unanimous, unanimous consent, effective September 21st, 2014. Whereas Ann May Bill has served with distinction as organist of Memorial United Methodist Church for over 24 years, and whereas in her many years of service, she has conducted herself as a model of Christian dignity, grace, and integrity. And whereas she has served 
shared her extraordinary gifts and talents by her teaching, inspiration, and outstanding leadership of all age groups, both in our congregation and in her community. And whereas through her countless hours of planning, preparation, and direction, she has caused the sanctuary and the halls of the church to be filled with reverence, honor, and praises to our Lord. And whereas she will forever hold a cherished and special place. <laughs> in the hearts of congregation as a leader, a fellow Christian, and dear friend. Be a resolve that we acknowledge with highest praise and appreciation the ministry and blessings of her work in the lives of so many individuals touched by her efforts, and be it resolved that we, the members of the Administrative Board, on behalf of Memorial United Methodist Church, express our heartfelt love and deepest gratitude for our job well done to the glory of God. We'll just have to see right here. Oh, not yet. I have one other thing. The members of the congregation wish to show you their little bit of how much they appreciate all the work that you do for us and the joy we have had from your music and to the glory of God. Thank, Thank you, Anne. Thank you all. Have a seat. <laughs> My first encounter with Ann Mayfield is a memory that both Ann and I fondly relive quite often. Lynn Clark was scheduled to be out on vacation and had contacted me about singing for the upcoming Sunday service. Little did I know that as I anxiously opened the organ door, I would be coming face to face with my future coworker. It just goes to show you that God truly does place each and, each and every person you encounter in your life for a particular purpose. I truly thought I was here to meet, accomplish this goal, and move on. But no, fast forward several years and you'll find that Anne Mayfield will be a main fixture in my life for the next six years. Now, my memory is a little hazy, but if I can recall it correctly, I'm sure Mrs. Anne and I met on a Saturday morning. Many of you may not know, but Anne gives nearly every Saturday morning to her church duties. She dashes in in the early part of the day to have one final run through of her music for Sunday's service. As I showed up that day, I'm sure she met me in her usual Saturday morning practice attire. For those of you who have not seen this, let me paint a picture. <laughs> Anne Mayfield, no makeup, sweatpants, sweatshirt, long johns and gloves if it's winter, and most of all, her staple item, a hat. When reflecting on her trademark accessory, the hat, I realized it's not only a fashion statement for Anne, but also a metaphor of her life. You see, Anne Mayfield wears many hats. Following Anne's rehearsal time on Saturday mornings, Anne goes home to freshen up and switch hats. She removes the rehearsal church hat and replaces it with her beloved black and red Georgia hat. For those of you who do not know, Anne loves football. In fact, Several weeks ago when Clemson played Georgia, Ann and I, we weren't sure we were going to be on speaking terms the Sunday morning following the game. <laughs> Ann speaks to those football players and coaches like they are her nearest, dearest relatives. She constantly runs to visit with the guys in the choir before rehearsal to discuss the various strengths and weaknesses of her team and coaching staff. I think I've even caught Ann and Steve Kinnett drawing out football plays on the dry erase board in the choir room on Sunday mornings. All I have to say is, thank goodness college football occurs on Saturdays. Otherwise, we'd have we would have lost our organist years ago. <laughs> and when Anne is not practicing for church, teaching lessons, or watching football, she spends much of her time wearing her third hat. Travel across town to Edwards Forest, the community in Taylor's where Anne and Randy have resided for nearly their entire 41, soon to be 42 years of marriage as of tomorrow. Oh, 41 years of marriage as of tomorrow. And you will be looking for the infamous Mayor Mayfield. <laughs> Mayor Mayfield is Anne's alter ego that tends to come out when things must be taken care of. <laughs> for instance, not cut your grass often enough, 
have undesirable visitors lurking in the neighborhood. Choose the wrong type of shrubbery for your front yard per community standards. <laughs> if so, you will be entitled to a face-to-face -face front door visit from Mayor Mayfield. <laughs> she is straightforward, frank, and if necessary, curt at times. Mayor Mayfield will do all it takes to keep her neighborhood from slipping. She is known to patrol streets, mail flyers, send emails, make phone calls, post signs, and even camp out in bushes in the wee hours of the morning with Greenville's police squad just to ensure the community is up to snuff. In fact, Mayor Mayfield has been known to appear at Memorial Methodist a time or two. Rumor has it that if a choir member happens to be unwrapping candy or cough drops during the service and Mayor Mayfield hears it from her organ perch, she will find you, she will inform you of your wrongdoing, and before you know it, she will have snatched the candy from your hand and replaced it with cough drops that have already been unwrapped, just for you. While many of you have never seen Anne with a hat on, know she serves the community with many hats. Whether it's as church organist, Georgia football fanatic, or a Mayor Mayfield, Anne has touched us all. However, there are a few more hats I failed to mention. Ones such as attack musician. <laughs> Even though Anne has, does not have a hat for this particular job, she does have a sign outside her organ door that clearly states, beware of attack musician. Thanks to her husband, Randy. Also, Anne is a lover of dogs. I and the choir and I feel that we have helped raise and love on all of her fur babies, Bandit, particularly Bandit, Lacey, Georgia, Scout, and even her adopted dog, Pookie. Many of you may remember Pookie as the dog from Greenville that was brutally burned because he was tied to his doghouse. What the story didn't tell you was our Anne would go visit Pookie almost every week while Pookie was recovering from his wounds. If you have a dog, Anne is more excited to meet and get to know your dog than she is to visit with the human. <laughs> she has even adopted the neighbor's dog, Millie, as her own. If someone close to Anne loses a fur baby, Anne mourns the loss of that dog as much as the owner. I think it just shows how big of a heart Anne Mayfield has. One final hat that cannot be overlooked is her final hat, the chocoholic hat. <laughs> Anne loves chocolate. However, Anne cannot handle her chocolate very well. <laughs> Even if Anne does not tell me, I can tell when she's had chocolate before choir rehearsal on Wednesday evenings. You see, if she's been eating dark chocolate, she speeds the music up, way, way up. <laughs> to the point that the choir can't even get the words out fast enough to keep up with her. If she eats milk chocolate, she slows the music way down. <laughs> to the point that the choir is gasping for air every other word. It's become our little joke in the choir. Sometimes choir members like to spice up our rehearsals by bringing her chocolate just before we begin. Being a lover of chocolate that she is, Anne never turns them down, and thus a seemingly normal rehearsal turns into the ride of our lives. Now that Anne is leaving us choir members, you now have my full permission to give her as much chocolate as you would like. <laughs> we do love our Anne though. We love her spunk, her personality, her tell it like it is straightforwardness, her passion for creating music that not only is beautiful, but also worships God. We love her heart. Anne, you will be truly missed but we know you're going to have a blast as you live life to the fullest through retirement. On behalf of the ensemble, the Handbell Ensemble here at Memorial Methodist, we would like to present you with this. It is a hand-painted picture entitled Handbells. I know we will always treasure the memory of you slinging bells and yelling out loud when frustrated at yourself. We hope you will always remember and cherish us as much as we cherish you. <laughs> and one more thing, Anne. One of Anne's bucket list items has always been to visit New York during Christmas. Anne has never been able to do so because, like many of us, we work all the way until Christmas Eve. So for the first time, Anne and Randy will be visiting New York during the holiday season this year. Anne, we hope you remember us as you enjoy an evening dinner cruise around the New York Harbor while you are there. Enjoy it, take it all in, and remember, we love you and wish you the very best.
before I begin my prepared remarks, I really want to say a big thank you to Randy Mayfield <laughs> for sharing Anne with us so generously through these years. Thank you, Randy. Prior to my retirement as director of music here at Memorial, one of the greatest benefits of my experience was working with Anne. There are many stories, but this is my all-time favorite. When Arthur Holt became our minister at Memorial, we soon learned that he loved jokes and pranks. Anne became his favorite target. Her revenge began with the bat episodes. None of us liked the bat sightings, but Anne was deathly afraid, and Arthur reveled in taking advantage. Anne came up with a coup d'etat to pay him back in full. She needed a partner in crime, and so she came to her cohort, yours truly. <laughs> Anne arranged to pose as a waitress at Arthur's favorite waffle house. <laughs> I invited Arthur to join me for breakfast at Waffle House on the prearranged date. While we were sitting at the counter, Anne appeared to take our order. And for probably the first time ever, Arthur was at a loss for words. <laughs> Worthy of an Academy Award for her performance, Anne proceeded to bring out on a serving plate a stuffed squirrel, which qualified as roadkill. By that time, all of the water, Waffle House staff and customers, most of whom knew Arthur, were thoroughly entertained. And Anne had the satisfaction of pulling the best prank ever. <laughs> With the installation of our new Allen organ in the fall of 1990, Anne agreed to serve as our interim organist until the end of the year. And I emphasize interim, for she made it clear she was not interested in a full-time position. <laughs> our first introduction occurred when I took Anne an armload of music for the Sundays through Advent and our traditional service of lessons and carols. A dazed look appeared on her face, and I could imagine her thinking, what have I done? What she has done for the past 24 years as organist of our church has been to enrich and enhance the worship of each and every service for which she played. She has graced her position through her dedication, superior talent and proficiency, extraordinary work ethic and integrity, and her devotion to the choir and congregation. How grateful we are that her interim lasted for 24 years. How grateful we are to have been privileged to hear her music and share her friendship. Thank you, Anne, from the bottom of our hearts. We love you, we wish you well, we will miss you.
Let me just offer a brief remark or two. First of all, what you don't know is that when pastors, um, when there's a transfer of pastors, the old pastor and the new pastor get together and they talk about things in the church and the staff and so forth and so on. And one of the things that Arthur told me was, beware of the temperamental organist. <laughs> he said, just look at the sign on the door and you'll understand. And so for the first, I guess, few months, I was almost afraid to talk to him. <laughs> But uh, I've been here three years, and Ann has been a joy to have as an organist and a musician. She, it, whether it's worship, whether it's weddings, whether it's a funeral, uh, I can always count on her. I don't think she's ever been out. I never worry about the music, and, and things will be right when I walk into the, uh, to this service. And Ann, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now it's time for prayer, and I got to thinking, we probably need to add Randy to the prayer list <laughs> since they're going to be together a whole lot now. I also want to just give you a quick update on a few of our members. Uh, Doris Wright had a partial hip replacement, but she's doing pretty good. We want to continue to pray for her. Uh, Mary Hayes needs our prayers. Bill Momar needs our prayers. He's under hospice care. And Jack Four went in and out of the hospital and is doing good today. And so, but we want to continue to pray for him. Let us bow our heads. Oh God of history, we have heard from those who have gone before of your mighty works but you're also the God of this day. And we gather here to sing our praises for your continuing goodness extended to us. And yet we must confess that though many have witnessed the glorious deeds by which you save your people, so many times we forget these things. We're reminded that you provide for us the goods of the earth just as you did long ago, but we did not always give you appropriate thanks. We continue to live life unworthy of the gospel. And instead of rejoicing in your free gift of grace poured out on all who ask, we grumble when others seem to prosper. Forgive us for losing sight of the miracle that you have already rewarded us with. That is the gift of salvation. Inspire us by the gift of your Holy Spirit that we may be willing and energetic workers in the vineyards to which we're called. Aid us to see the opportunities for serving you and bless the work of our hands which we offer for the spreading of your great good news. We're reminded this day, as I have already recalled, that there are many who need relief from suffering some of our brothers and sisters are thirsting for comfort in a desert of pain and sorrow. We pray, O oh God, that you let the streams of your healing water and the substance of your grace fill their needs, that they may raise up and give you thanks. Give ear to our pleadings this day, O oh God, of compassion. For we offer them in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, who taught us to pray with these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We United Methodists believe that giving is an act of worship. So let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
All right, here's the way the order is going to go. We have worshiped the Lord in song and prayers and testimony. And I'm going to read God's holy word. Then we're going to say the, sing the last hymn. Then we'll have our benediction, which will also serve as the prayer. And you're all invited. There's plenty of food to go to the Family Life Center, which is that direction, and eat lunch and celebrate uh, the life of God's servant. So give attention now to the reading of God's holy word. It's found in Matthew 20, 1 through 16. And as I read this, keep in mind that the landowner is our Lord God. And he is very generous. For the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire people to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. And he told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. And so they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found still others standing around. And he asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. And he said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. And the workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. And so when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them had also received a denarius. And when they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, I am not... I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do whatever I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? And then Jesus said, so the last will be first and the first will be last. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us stand and sing our closing hymn.
Pray, Lord, that we have been refreshed by the Spirit. We pray, Lord.